Hey guys, so I'm glad you came out on this boat with me. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, so um, did you guys bring like fishing gear or some snacks or anything? I brought like a water bottle. I brought a life jacket. Okay, I mean, those are two good things to bring, I guess, but... Why'd you, why'd you, sorry, why'd you bring us up out here? Oh, right, okay, so we did a podcast about Lake Placid. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, so the whole thing is, like, on this lake, and so I thought I'd bring you guys out here on this lake, okay. and we would do an intro for the show. And you also thought we'd bring snacks? I was hoping you brought snacks because I forgot. <laughs> Wait, we're just doing an intro? Yep. We bought, like, flights out here and stuff. Yeah, yeah, Lake Placid. It was like a whole thing we had to row out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it was a little much, but I just, You I didn't don't know. even help us row. Well, I, I was tired at that point because I didn't sleep on the plane. Well, I was tired just because I'm a weak person. Mm-hmm. I get tired. Me too. Quickly. Well, I didn't know that. You guys look so, you know, rough and tough. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I'm glad that we're here, and, you know, now we can pretty much do whatever we want because the intro's basically over. Well, what do you do on a yeah. boat with just a life jacket? And a water. Um, we could sing songs. You guys like Are Bare Naked there... Ladies? No. No. Oh. Are there alligators here? I, I, I don't know. Maybe. Wait, there might be alligators here? I, I did very little Well, what's prep. that? What's that right there? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Uh, row. That... Guys, row. You guys row. No, I'm, I'm tired. tired. Bad science. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bad Science. I am your host, Ethan Edinburgh. Today, we're talking about a classic award-winning film called Lake Placid. Uh, I have two wonderful guests with me, of course. First of all, I'd like to introduce Dr. Greg Pauly, the Associate Curator of Herpetology at the Natural History Museum. Woo! Yeah, Greg! Doctor in the house. What a fantastic audience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're psyched up. Well, uh, how's it going, Greg? How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm doing very well. It's good to see you. Thank you. Um, also with me is a wonderful comedian. We've been now hanging out for about half an hour talking about hummus and yeah. guacamole. It's uh, Zach Noe Towers. What's up? <laughs> hey. Nothing? I mean, we were such oh, a yeah. good audience. Oh, he, he's like, I'm not impressed. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. Just, I feel bad that I missed the conversation about hummus and guacamole. Oh, did you ever? We were both. We were basically slamming store-bought hummus right. and celebrating Ethan's uh, dad's recipe, yes. which I've never had, but I have faith, I have faith in. I think it's just natural homemade hummus. You need to go <laughs> fresh. That's all I'm saying. The store-bought totally. stuff is not the same. We also, we had a sidebar about guac. You can't do store-bought guac. Store-bought guac is a disaster zone. It's insane. Zone. You're supposed to watch guacamole spoil in front of your eyes. Yes. As you're eating it, there's always a little bit at the end that's a little brown, and yeah. you know I had the good guac. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm going to finish that on Thursday. Bitch, nope. no. Throw it It'll out. it be, yeah, brown slime. I yeah. feel like as people living in Southern California, we might be slightly biased because oh, we have such great access. Because so... we have such great access. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Is. But what about it's hummus? Like, I feel like someone's in North Dakota, and it's like their only option. <laughs> well, is people store-bought. in North Dakota have never had hummus before, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They don't even know what that is. Uh, let me ask you this, though. This is the, really the most important Lake Placid-related question to start with: hummus or guacamole? If you had to pick one, what are you going with? Well, this is actually, I, have, I hate to admit this, but I'm actually allergic to avocados. Me too. Oh, whoa. I'm mildly allergic. My mouth gets itchy and like wow. my tongue, like my, my whole mouth just gets incredibly itchy. So I'll eat it, but I, I won't it. seek it out. Yeah. Wow. So that's how it started for me. And, oh no. And, but, but guacamole is so good yeah. that I continued to eat like just a few chips worth sure. of guacamole. And now if I have like two chips oh my God. of guacamole... I'll get the same mouth no. issue, but mouth then my itching. esophagus <gasps> swells up a little bit oh, and gets oh. so uncomfortable that it's well, no I've longer worth it. I've heard this, that allergies like build up over time, and all of a sudden one day you could your throat could close up. Oh, my God. I'm terrified by this. <gasps> yeah, this is, this no! is definitely worse than a 30-foot crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> both green. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> both green, both scary. Yeah, that's about, I was going to say hummus, too, if only because hummus also comes in so many varieties. Yes. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, ver- I'm a variety. I'm a hummus guy. I yeah. love guac, but yeah, if I had to answer... I'm going hummus strong. For sure. I think you can have it yeah, at any time of the day. It goes with so many things. Yeah, you can have it on, on pita. You can have it with carrots. I mean, get Sexually. real. Yeah, you can have it during As sex. A lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, okay, let me, let me start here. What, did you guys see this movie for the pod for the first time, or had you seen it before? Give me your, your Lake Placid experience. 
I don't know when I first saw Lake Placid, but I saw the movie in its entirety within a few years of it coming out. I wish oh, I could okay. say I saw it in the theater. So probably early 2000s. Probably early 2000s. And I have yes. not seen it at, in at least 15 years. Right, because until, why would you do that? Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to put it on my list of like watch every couple of years. I love this Revisit movie. Revisit this movie. I, I, wow. I remembered that I loved this movie and I watched it again. And I was like, how come it's been 15 years since I watched this movie? This movie's fantastic. <laughs> That's so funny. So... Kind of similarly. Yeah, I, when you walked in, I was going to say, you really enjoyed the film, too, I it seemed. I had warm, I had fond memories of it. Like, it, mm. uh, I saw it in theaters, for wow. sure. Oh, you win. Oh, definitely. I was a, I've was. i always been a movie person. I love okay. movies. So sure. Like, this is, I feel like this is around Anaconda time, too. Yeah, yeah, it so, had to be. But I was, like, a young teen, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those dropped off in the movie theater, you know, picked up from the movie theater. But I, yeah, I loved it. and I, But nice. I forgot so many elements of this yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. Betty White being the main one. Yeah. When Betty I saw White. her name in the credit, I was like, what? <laughs> Is that a joke? Yeah. It was like yeah. a blackout memory coming back. You yeah. Know? yeah. And that's what exact what I remembered of the movie. In fact, like the only thing White. I remembered of the movie was Betty White. Damn. With the absolute fantastic, I don't want to cut cut too far forward, but no, I mean, no, the absolute ahead. fantastic scene where she's feeding <laughs> where she's feeding the cow to the yeah. crocodile. And fantastic. I remembered that Clears day, I remember that, and I just remembered none of the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I'm I'm gonna play, I guess, devil's advocate here to you guys because I thought this movie was ridiculous. I thought it was barely a film, if I can say that. Same, and I want to agree again. <laughs> um, okay, but I love that about it. Yeah, it was fun. I just there's certain moments in these movies. And I, and I want to say these movies like like horror movies because I think there is you know an ongoing because it's it's categorized as like horror romance comedy. What? Yeah, that's Wait, where's the romance? Is it Betty White and the alligator? No, no, no I don't uh, think so. <laughs> uh, Bill Pullman there's and a little, uh, there's some there's some I wouldn't say romance, but there's a little there's a little sexual tension going oh, on. I guess it sure. starts because she has her office fling. Disaster happened. Yes, which is so funny, by the way. The the exposition oh, there explained by the her friend or whatever. That was so funny to yeah, me. Yeah, it's amazing. But a lot of the dialogue, I just felt like it was not like if they had them improvise, it would have been so much better, probably, sure. than what they were actually saying. Because a lot of there was, there were certain lines where I was just I wanted to laugh and I wanted to enjoy it in the way that you enjoy a bad film for uh -huh. being bad. But it was just in this weird gray area of like it's not terrible it's not like bad grammar or like really sure. bad delivery like the acting is pretty good yeah. and yet there's i don't know there's lines where like oliver platt says like you have boobs or there's yes. there's lines like that where i just didn't know what to do what or to do how to feel it. sure yeah so it was a weird uh experience Great. yeah for me. that's how i felt about did you see the meg i keep bringing up the meg i have not I seen the meg it, it's no. like i wanted it to be lake placid which i thought was kind of kooky and mm -hmm. stupid yeah but the meg totally fell into this gray zone where it was like very like structured but like in this awkward like predictable way and like All nothing right. was fun about it this yeah. movie was definitely fun they yes. were they were definitely the whole time like we know we're making a silly film yeah come along with us a little Big bit yeah. Yeah. yeah and i think I think that's the key to me is like if you're the kind of like if you go into this movie thinking like this is going to be a blockbuster movie, like mm -hmm. you're not going to hate it. Right. But yeah. if you're into those movies, like that's the genre of like, OK, there's some weird animal situation. Yeah. And then these weird animals terrorize a small town, mm -hmm. possibly because of some government conspiracy that went awry. And sure. So if that's the kind of stuff that you're into, like if you're into like the Tremors, Anaconda. Yeah. Um, there's a fantastic. I mean fantastic in the sense that I love this movie. There's mm. this movie called Bats, which has Lou Diamond Phillips in it. Ooh, I've not heard is, of Bats. Which is about um, the U.S. military modifying <laughs> these bats to somehow being used for, I don't know, this sounds good. or something. <laughs> and then they escape from, let's pretend it was New Mexico, and okay. start rampaging this town. And Lou Diamond Phillips is the sheriff. And then there's this wildlife biologist who comes in who same likes so formula. many. Yeah, who, yeah, no, it's it the same formula, right? And then the wildlife biologist, if the wildlife biologist is female, is this very attractive woman. Sure, of course. And, you know, and it's like the same. You know, and if, if you're, you're into rich, like those yeah. kinds of movies, those like ridiculous, yeah. spoofy formula, movies, yeah. then you're yeah. going to. You're also going to like Lake I just Placid. wanted it to be cranked up more, totally. I guess. It was it. not enough for me. It was a little more mild than I thought that it should be. Like Anaconda, by the way, great example. I've seen that movie a bunch of times. When I was little, I don't know why I watched it a lot. Maybe it was just on. But there's so much chaos in that movie. And all the characters are turned up to 10. Sure. They're yeah. all also, ridiculous. Some of the worst CGI of 
any film that's ever been made. <laughs> yeah. Which right? does not yeah. detract from the movie necessarily. No, I think it kind of matches. Yeah, it kind of makes sense in a weird way. But I wanted to make fun of the writing like I did a little bit earlier. But then I looked up this guy, David E. Kelly. Do you guys know who this is? I yeah. know that name. Yes, Wait, exactly. It's not like a Friends writer, is it? I don't, I don't, maybe, probably he wrote okay. on Friends because as I looked it up, I don't know what year. He like uh, wrote on everything. He, yeah, <laughs> he was e. like Kelly. a lawyer first and then he decided like, oh, I'm going to like move to Hollywood and get into show business, I guess, at some point. And he did. And destroyed. <laughs> he created Picket Fences, Chicago Hope, The Practice, <gasps> Ally McBeal, Boston Public, yeah. Boston oh Legal, my. Big Little Lies. I mean, he's like... Big Little Lies? He's created and written and like been this showrunner for so much. He's the only, not the only, but it said one of very few screenwriters to have created uh, shows that aired on all top four commercial U.S. television networks. ABC, CBS, oh. Fox, and NBC. And he wrote <laughs> It's a powerhouse. And he wrote, and he he wrote, wrote Lake Placid. Get yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the few movies that he wrote. Oh my God. So I just, then I realized, because again, I was initially going to be like, oh, my God, what is this? Who did this? What a mess. And then I realized, like, you know what? This dude was probably just like on vacation, scribbling, scribbling on a some shit, drunk because he writes sh- uh, long form like uh-huh. on a yellow pad, and just said like, "Whatever, this is a weird Thing. horror comedy, whatever the fuck, make it if you want." And then they all made, and he produced it, and it all came together, and it made a bunch of money. So and then, and there's then five look- sequels to it. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't. It's- I wonder how much role any of these people had in those oh, sequels though. They Little to none, I would imagine. didn't even open the invite to the party. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not sure, yeah. they, I'm not sure there was a party for some of those. Right, fair. But if Lake you also Plain look, a get together. I mean for Lake Placid you look at the the list of actors in this movie and there's yeah. like there's yeah. really amazing, incredibly talented people. Absolutely, yeah. I love Bill Pullman. Oliver, Oliver Platt. Platt. I Bridget love, Bonham, yeah. Betty White. Betty White. What's the guy's name though? I should have it in front of me of course but I don't. But The, the dude, sheriff? Oh, yes, the he's sheriff. in... Um, uh, Gangs in New York and like 20 oh, weeks later and stuff. He has I a love huge, that guy. He's like a head movies. honcho in yeah. Gangs of New York. Listening to this, I'm sure you're saying like, it's this guy, yeah, what's wrong oh, with you? But must be anyways, he's awesome and I think he's great. Um, so, so interesting. We all sort of like the movie. In one respect or another, we're fans of Lake Placid. Minus you. I am on the fence. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, on a, the fence. I'm a huge fan. I, I want okay, a little more. And then I'm on the fence because he's a huge okay. fan. You're meh. I'm yeah. definitely in the middle. Okay, great. I was not mad watching it. Okay. I, I think I, that says a lot about a movie I, that I'll you're revisiting. I was entertained watching it. I, yeah. okay. I wasn't upset watching the film. I just, for some reason, Wanted, thought there was going to be more attacks. Like lean into or, the, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Okay. But there were some really high quality attacks. Sure. Oh, for sure. I mean, there were some great And lots of practical effects. Anytime yeah. there was a lull, they threw Bridget. Bridget's ass into the water, and yes. I really respected that. Yeah, I, I was going to say from uh, you know just the female uh, main character uh, f- scenario here that uh-huh. they're setting up here. She is just uh, very. They made her very annoying and like complainy over the top I think yes. right that was unnecessary this to make sure. that character so she was very one dimensional yes and unfairly so this yes. is my, that's actually my biggest complaint about the film yeah. is that I mean look I, I'm a curator at a natural history museum this is supposed to be a curator at a natural history museum in New York well mm-hmm. there's one really 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 big famous natural history museum in New York that's the American Museum of Natural History so more or less this is like a curator from the American Museum of Natural History and somehow you're taking a paleontologist and you're supposed to suggest that they're not comfortable being in a tent or they're not comfortable oh, being yeah. in the field Very or, or they're scared of mosquitoes. And it did. It bothered me that it was this like stereotype yeah. of like a woman in the woods, because the reality is you take, you know, a female curator from a major natural history museum and she's going to be a badass in the woods. Right. Yeah. And she's Which is, gonna, I would have loved to she's see. She's going to like she's going to be. You know, the person with like the most natural history knowledge about these animals. Yes. And she's going to be amazing at camping and she's going to be amazing at field work. Yeah. And they didn't play up any of that. She could have been this. She could have been this like incredibly attractive, she should have been more brilliant, like, amazing. Uh, Oliver Platt's character. This guy came in randomly into the film without yes. any explanation, really, and he's the one that has this tech and he's knowledgeable about the crocodiles. And she's just kind of like, I don't really want to yeah. be here, and but with, I do. damsel in distress. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. And with no yeah. credentials, they allow him to sort of do his like, you know, here's the man with the money. Yeah. We're going to listen to what he says. Whereas 
you know, why not play up the fact that you actually have this scientist right, there, specialist. who really should be like the super like knowledgeable ahead person. Ahead of the, ahead oh, totally. of the group. Big be, time. Bossing people be, around. Yeah, absolutely. I would have loved that. And so then the other my... female character who's very small is this like officer woman, <laughs> and she's just wants to have sex with she's all a hot her prop. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I thought that was weak. It, it, very weak. Okay. Yeah, that was. It's not and, then, and then the earlier, woman. and then the earlier woman in there, Mariska Hargitay, her character, <laughs> as, again back at the museum, and right. again like nothing but involved in some, yeah, you know, behind, behind the scenes, yeah, yeah, behind yeah. the scenes it office would fail romance. The test. And so, yeah, ninety nine, really, no one cared. I like, guess that, the most frustrating <laughs> thing about the about this movie is like how harsh they are toward their female characters, yeah. with the exception of Betty White. I was gonna say who Betty White is like, amazing. Yeah, Betty White is good. Good call. Claims she killed her husband. Wait, and did did she and lie? to the cops yeah. like no, she, yeah, that like, was a lie yeah. she lied to the cops about killing her husband okay, okay, she had okay. not actually killed her husband but the right. alligator ate him yeah the, yes. the crocodile took I was out. in and out a little bit of the that's <laughs> totally fine yeah. <laughs> yeah if you were following intensely I'd be more worried yeah sure sure sure, sure, sure. <laughs> oh that's so unfair <laughs> just saying I thought look the movie's like what 85 minutes or something it yeah. is it I is. think it's I laughed so out short. loud it's just long four or five times yeah yeah um I it's not, I wouldn't call it a horror movie. It's just, I mean, I think if you're into that genre mm-hmm. of like these weird animal movies, this one <laughs> is a It's not a horror, it's a comedy. weird animal movie. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> That's what they were going for, It's yeah. like Tremors is not, oh, Tremors, a, is, so Tremors is not a horror movie, I've, it's I've, a comedy. How are you, you not like right? Yeah, yeah, that, you know? Tremors is good, it's fun. Yeah. Um, and this movie was fun too. I'm sure. not trying to crap on no, it. No. It was fun. So it right. was just a little, I, yeah, a little weak. I wanted a little more from it. I don't know how else to say it totally. uh, better. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, this was kind of funny to me, and I don't know if you even know the answer to this, but I'll make one the uh, <laughs> great <laughs> uh, Bill Pullman's character is part of the Fish and Game. Uh, I don't know what they are called. Commission. Well, it varies by state. So he's he's oh, supposed okay. to be he's supposed to be part of the main Fish and Game. Main so here, game. so here in California, we used to have the California Department of Fish and Game. Oh. A few years ago, they changed their name to the California Department of Fish and Wildlife okay. because their their mandate was to manage basically all of the state's species, not just the game species. Okay. But historically, those state departments were mostly focused on game, so they're thinking mostly about things like deer. Or if it's Maine, you're thinking about deer, you know, elk, maybe some of the fur bearing species like beaver, muskrat, etc. Okay. In most states, I think every state in the US has a state like fishing game or fish and wildlife office. You also saw them like Bill Pullman was on the phone mm-hmm. with the US Fish and Wildlife, so that would be the federal agency responsible gotcha. for wildlife issues. Okay. And then you also had like the state sheriff or the the county sheriff involved. So you had right. like a bunch of different levels of law enforcement all involved in this. Yeah, shit. I just okay. So I thought it was a Funny that he came in as this, I don't know, odd uh, outfield guy and kind of was like, well, I'm running the game because it has to do with a fish. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, well, I'm the police. (laughs) No, but that's actually my jurisdiction. That's basically right. right. So what you had is, you know, you had an incident where so the the whole movie is starting off right where the the croc ends up taking out this guy who's there studying. Looking for beavers, which is like the cutest job ever. That guy had it made. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, until... Until he lost the Until lower half of his body to a crocodile. Also, could he, 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 I feel like he delivered a full line of dialogue as just a torso. Is that possible? Did he? I'm uh, pretty sure. He, I, I can't like, tell in the out. water. So he's climbing to claw up on the boat. The crocodile oh, has like him yelling. by, or to sort of like pelvis down. <gasps> and then when he comes out of the water I'm, onto the boat, when the sheriff lifts him out of the water, it's it's just a just torso him, and a I'm head. I'm pretty sure they're talking to each other. And he's, I don't know, I, I was I was actually looking for that too. And then he, but he just sort of expires there, like clearly yeah. trying to get something out. Yeah, yeah. But clearly has so much damage. I mean, you could certainly lose your legs and I was still be say, able to yeah, speak. Yeah, I think you can his, be okay. But your diaphragm. very real. Can it I did, say that? Yeah, yeah. It looks surprisingly good for what I for figured was, was not an insane. I wonder if they budget. really killed yeah. that background actor <laughs> or that, that small bit man. <laughs> Sorry, man. You had to do it for the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I wanted that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about that. Like, are scuba divers ever attacked? Do you know of by, you know, uh, crocodiles or oh, anything like that? I don't know of any specific cases, but I can't imagine why it wouldn't occasionally happen. OK. What's the biggest threat in a lake? Uh, driving to and from the lake. Oh, wow. oh, really? Oh, so it's super Call safe in lane. the lake. I mean, if if you're, yeah, in most cases, you know, well, the things that we fear, right? I mean, these these movies take water advantage snakes. of these like ridiculous the fears. Water snakes. Yeah, but I've this is but this is Maine. There's attack. no venomous. There's no venomous aquatic snakes in Maine. Okay. So the venomous snakes that you'd be thinking about would be like things like copperheads and cottonmouths, but they don't get that far north, <sighs> so they're not even in Maine. Okay. So there's no worry there. 
So, I mean, sure, the biggest, you know, the biggest worry is probably something like drowning or a boating accident in terms of once you're on the water. Mm. But the reality, I mean, statistically, the most dangerous thing is getting to and from the boat dock, driving huh. to and from the boat dock. That's undoubtedly... It's crazy. We, 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 we are really bad as humans of sort of thinking about these things from a statistical perspective and like recognizing risks in a realistic way. Right. Without a doubt, I mean, we the most risky thing day. we do sure. is we drive, yeah. you know, for most of these things. Once you're out doing this stuff on the water, yeah, it's not that risky. Do you drive? I drove just here, yeah. You know, okay. driving in L.A., there's probably... I rode a enough. motorcycle in L.A. for eight years. Whoa, really? Just a motorcycle. That's all I had still until here. This. I know. I, I don't know why or how. Wow, lucky dude. Yeah. Okay. Um, you just said that the, the poisonous or venomous snakes don't get that high north. And that was something they repeated in the film a couple times. Yeah, maybe that's a ridiculous point for this film because crocodiles don't get anywhere near... Maine either so okay because yeah somebody I don't remember I think it was the sheriff who said like how could he possibly get this far north and so I was yeah curious if crocodiles do get that far north or how far do they get yeah so there's this there's this fantastic line and I forget actually who says it but I I was I was so impressed that they actually had this natural history knowledge in there that somebody um I think it's I think it's the Oliver Platt character says this uh-oh. He says, "Oh, as long as their as long as their nostrils don't freeze, they survive." Mm. And I was like, "Whoa, that's that's actually basically true, except it's not true for all crocodilians." Crocodilians. So, well, so if you just think of like, word. if you think, <laughs> yeah, well, I've if heard you, it in a long time. <laughs> yeah, so let's, about, let's like, pause there for a second. What's a crocodilian? So crocodilians is sort of the big group name for all the species of that that are sort of alligators, crocodiles. There's a thing called the gharial. And this other Whoa. group called the Caymans. And there's, in total, like what we have around today, yeah. are 23 species of crocodilians. Wow. And in the crocodiles themselves, which make up the vast majority of those species, are really tropical. So the northernmost crocodiles in the United States, mm-hmm. which is the American crocodile, and that's found throughout... Florida? Well, the, north, the furthest north they get is actually in Florida. But even oh. the northernmost populations in Florida, they're mostly congregated around the outflow of a nuclear plant. So they're, they're hanging out in like this, this bathtub water. And that's probably why their numbers are so much higher is that they're actually exposed to this higher temperature water. And they're hanging out there. And otherwise, there's very few. There's only, and there's really only like, I think at this point, something like two or 300 crocodiles in Florida waters. And then you see wow. them down throughout, you know, the Caribbean and along the Gulf of Mexico in through parts of northern South America. And so wait, and they that's hang as out far north towards as the, the north do. near nuclear power plants? So their waters we, we, warmer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, well, this is not, this is not that uncommon for a variety of species. So the northernmost limits that where they're facing kind of the coldest temperatures that they can deal with, right? Uh-huh. It turns out that that, for the crocodile right now is in South Florida. And it just so happens that there's a nuclear power plant and that nuclear power plant uses waters, uses, uses ocean water to cool some of its generators. And so when that water gets piped back out, it's quite warm. Wow. And so these crocodiles have figured that out. And so they're hanging out in that warmer water and they're doing a movie to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, how do you get the, I mean, that's the the perfect recipe for the, you know, nuclear mutated Mm -hmm. crocodiles that are going to terrorize South Florida. Spot quality. Yeah. As if, as if South Florida needs more sort of non-native crazy animals running around than (laughs) they already have. So we do. I'm from South Florida and I can tell you, we need more. More fucked up reptiles down there <laughs> to uh, eat dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the pythons. Some of the people. And yeah, some people deserve it. The pythons weren't enough. We're gonna we're gonna go big and ask for a mutated crocodile. Yeah, yeah that's right. Good. Okay, Maybe so then, solve the Burmese python problem. So then that sheriff uh, from Gangs of New York <laughs> so no, was yeah. right. <laughs> no, so he's right. Except that that's not true for crocodiles. Crocodiles could never handle temperatures that low, but American alligators mm. can. Ooh. And in fact, so if you remember back a few years ago, we had a big freeze in the southeastern U.S. That really did massive damage to the citrus industry, but it also there we was almost some... ran out of limes. One Coachella, yes, yes. that's that's, that's <laughs> one probably ago. that's probably it. Like truly, maybe I mean, two or three it years was, ago, something like it was that. Scary. Disaster. It was a scary time. <laughs> There's like viral videos of of cold shocked iguanas falling from trees. Oh, Come on, you're from South Florida. Some of this should sound familiar. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So. So there's actually so so alligators that were in sort of like northern Florida or even further north than that uh-huh. in their native range or sometimes in zoos, you know, their ponds would freeze over. And what alligators do in that situation is they actually manage to keep their snout just above the pond level. Ooh. And so their metabolism is going to be super shut down at this point because they're so cold, but they're they still like able one to toddler breathe. and get through the winter. <laughs> 
they don't have to basically eat at temperatures like that. So they can wait wow. till spring and then start taking out, you know, the poodles and stuff that are coming by on the golf course. Dang. Delicious. So, um, so, but they're actually right that that's how the alligators survive. But crocs can never handle temperatures anywhere close to that. Okay. So, yeah, that's accurate so far. Well, cool. I mean, you know, wrong, wrong species, but there's actually some... Some validity. It sounds like somebody, you know, somebody did a little bit of oh, research. Didn't they say an ocean fed into this lake? Am I crazy? I thought they said the something something ocean yeah. feeds in. I don't know if they said that specifically, but he did say that this crocodile <laughs> swam across an ocean. Okay. Or like he oh, came here okay. from, okay. yeah, across the world. Or he, yeah. There was some, and then it was a few times yeah. that that was mentioned. Yeah, it was mentioned multiple times. And the deal, so they claimed that this is what they, they called it an Asian Pacific crocodile. Okay. okay? So oh, yeah, there's no that, such like, thing as a YouTube an... video of like oh, oh yeah. yeah that National Geographic oh, video on that take old a computer screen right yeah, yeah of a Nile that crocodile was scary. that was the horror part of yeah. the film and that was a Nile croc Windows taking out 99. a wildebeest <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually I mean that's footage that you can find in National Geographic specials you can Sweet. probably find it on YouTube too okay check that out and guys. so but this is but the species that they talk about they say it's an Asian Pacific okay. which presumably is taken from the name Indo Pacific. And wait, in, wait, what do you mean taken from the name? That's not a name well, of a there crocodile? Is a, there is a crocodile <laughs> called the Indo-Pacific crocodile, okay. but that's not, its more, that's not its most common name. Its most common name is the saltwater croc. So the mm. croc that you get in like northern Australia and throughout much of Southeast Asia is, is the saltwater croc. saltwater croc. And then some people call that the Indo-Pacific croc. Mm. And I think what happened is like they didn't want to call it the saltwater croc because they're in a freshwater lake in Maine. Yeah. They didn't want to call it the Indo-Pacific croc because it's a U.S. audience and probably not that many people are familiar with the name Indo-Pacific. Like, oh what, what's the region of the world that's going. Indo-Pacific? And so they're like, ah, we'll just call so it we the call Asian it Pacific <laughs> So it's, just, it's a made-up name, but it's not that far off of okay, an so actual name. On... So it's based on that saltwater croc. But, that, wow. but now you're talking about a species that's found in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. And then you're saying it somehow swam yeah, to all the, way. the like North Atlantic and then up a bunch of freshwater rivers and streams to somehow get to this lake, which mm-hmm. is, of course— Preposterous. Um, what was he running from? Yeah. Yeah. What was he running? His from? old life. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but there's kids. But like... there's but there's two of them, right? There's not just. Oh my god. Oh, I spoiler <laughs> alert. I'm so sorry. No, no. Please, there's that's two the whole of point them. here. I love how kind they were to the one, and then the, the second one, the surprise one, just ruthlessly murdered, just I, blown was, up. To be honest with you, my favorite joke of the movie. What, what? I thought it was so funny how as soon as the second croc is introduced, <laughs> they destroy it. They blow it blow up into a up. bunch of pieces, and then it's like, well, I'll jump back to one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. It was, yeah. It that was, was very... so funny. I agree. That was a good line. Yeah. Great line. Oh, great no, there's move. two. Back to one. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's... It was a heck of a gun, too. Like, I don't know I what know, that what was, but was that was it? like a I mini grenade it launcher. blew him up. Yeah. I, I looked it up. It's not a real gun. It's actually an attachment for a gun, and they made up, he says at one point, and I didn't write it down, of course, because I'm a jerk, but they said, like, he says, like, this is a lightweight forward action aim rifle or something like that, which is actually kind of just a joke in and of itself because they're making fun of, like, military jargon because yeah. it doesn't make any sense what the hell he said, but that's somehow the name of the gun. And it fires these, like, yeah, like, grenade-type rounds, <laughs> but it's not a, it's just an attachment, so it wouldn't actually do that. Right. And it's supposed to be, I think, based on... Some sort of grenade launching Great. thing, um, but anyways, yeah, they. Uh, I don't know. I I loved his use of that. I thought that was in a lot of stuff in the film. I disagree with, but the the idea to just throw in a second croc, somebody you know, maybe it was uh, David E. Kelly who was like, "This is genius. Yeah. I'm writing oh, this in." God. But it Button. seems like someone just threw that out there of like, "Dude, what if a second, second croc, croc comes out at the no, end?" But there has to be. There's got to be two crocs, right? Because the baby. Because you got babies. Oh, right, right, right. The right. final scene is Betty White. You feeding, gotta have it. Feeding yeah. the baby. Baby. So now well, we know I, that there's I and actually that the final scene is the crocodile on a giant flatbed. <laughs> yeah, on a truck. Semi-truck oh, true, true, going true. down the freeway. <laughs> that was the penultimate I laughed scene, at that yeah. for sure. I thought I it was adorable. Believe it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was like so funny. He's just cruising as if as if you know some car passing that. Would be able to just keep driving straight. You yeah, know? you're right. going why past not a thirty it? foot croc. They enclose horses. Uh, and I stuff know. On tro- I like, know. Why just not open air? <laughs> so ridiculous because they knew like this is going to look really funny. Totally. And, yeah, and they were right. Comedy relief. Okay, so he because you just said there is a saltwater croc. There is a saltwater croc. Okay, because there's a quote in the movie that someone says crocodiles can't swim in salt water. 
Yeah, that's, that's really not true. wrong. Great. There is, in fact, a species called the saltwater crack. And we know actually wow. from, from recent, relatively recent radio tracking studies that they can move some really impressive distances, like hundreds of kilometers in a matter of a couple days Whoa. through saltwater, probably taking advantage of things like tides and currents. Hmm. But we know that they're moving really large distances. And this is mostly work oh. that's being done in, in northern Australia. So wait, Australia. they can move large distances, but they can't come from across the globe? We don't, we don't, That's ridiculous? Well, I mean, Uh-oh. to get from across the globe, you have to imagine them having to m- go down into, like, southern latitudes, right? So really cold places and getting mm-hmm. around things like, sure. you know, the, the, the southern tip of Africa, or the, depending on how you want them to somehow manage magically get here. They well, they can go, go on land, right? Yeah. yeah, they're not going to be – their rate of speed is going to be drastically lowered as they're as – Unless they're, they're on a truck. As they're, unless they're on a truck, <laughs> which actually is exactly what I think is really what's going on here. Ooh, and actually someone for, moved someone it, you're saying. Oh. Yes. Wow. So what really – I mean, so they interview Betty White. So the sheriff's office you know, mm. sees Betty White in this absolutely fantastic scene feeding – a full-size dairy cow to it this was, croc. It was very liberating. It was very... I love that scene. That's yeah. a fantastic... I mean, and that's also Betty White, which yeah. we definitely yeah. have not talked about enough because, I mean, it's that alone, full, I think... Can't makes, talk about it enough. Yeah, I, oh. I mean, that alone just makes this film kind of a winner. Yeah. Is you've got Betty White feeding this, you know, dairy cow to this croc. Yep. And... Uh, they then they see that they then start interviewing her and she says, oh, well, you know, there were two of them and they just kind of followed us home one day. Like, how does that? I mean, that's clearly, you know, Betty White, her character is lying to the police on a regular basis throughout this. Yes. And I think what's really happened is that and this happens all the time is that they got themselves a couple of crocs. And they released them. They overfed. And Whoa. and you might think, oh, they this is absurd. This to never the happened. Indo-Pacific region sure. and took these. Guys. No, you don't have to do that. You can mail oh. order these things. What? <laughs> Absolutely. And it was way like easier. Like Amazon Prime, some it Crocs. Was, and it yeah, was can way I get Crocs easier, here by tomorrow? You know, Forty, fifty years ago, it was way easier to do this. But let's not Nothing forget. Here we regulated. are in L.A. Yeah. Here we are in L.A. You go to the L.A. Zoo, and there's Reggie the alligator. Well, where'd Reggie the alligator came from? The mail. Basically, yes. Whoa. Reggie came from Lake Machado, which is down in um, in San Pedro. So Ken Malloy Harbor Regional Park. There's a big lake down there called Lake Machado. And Reggie the alligator was found in Lake Machado. And okay. in fact, not only was Reggie found there, but when they were pulling out Reggie, who was the bigger one that was found there, uh-huh. they also caught a smaller one, which was about four feet long. <laughs> so here you've got two alligators swimming around Harbor Regional Park here in, you know, southern Los Angeles County. Mm-hmm. And this stuff happens all the time. Wow. If you Google, you know, like northern records of alligators, what you find is that lots of urban parks in much more northern cities, like outside of the range of alligators, you'll find these records of alligators that have shown up there. And it's because they were people's pets. They somehow managed oh to get God. one. Why would you, uh, you want know, this as a pet? Let's uh, talk about well, that. People who own snakes and stuff. Yeah, get like, over it. Fuck, you <laughs> what are you psychopath. Doing? Yeah. Yeah, as somebody who owns three snakes. Oh, Rick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. They're fantastic pets. They're Why great are pets. they They good can pets? be great pets. How? So so you take something like a snake that's going to get a maximum size of, say, three, four, five, six feet. You can have Way in a relatively big. small six tank. Six feet? They're absolutely Nothing beautiful. Nothing taller than me is living in my house. Like, yeah. period. You know, you can take, like, I have a snake that's about five and a half feet long, and I bet weighs <sighs> Jesus. something like three or four pounds. You know, it's this little, it's oh, this elongate. Yeah, super thin. Okay. Absolutely fantastic outreach, outreach animal, <laughs> oh, you know, totally, oh, totally mellow. <laughs> but that's a very, that's really different than say what it would take to keep something like an alligator, which maybe you buy yeah, and terrarium. it's, you know, 12 inches long. Yeah. And then 10 years later, it's, you know, six feet long, oh 20 years later, it's nine feet long, you know, yeah. maybe is maxing out at something like 10, 11, 12 feet. That, that's a big commitment. And so what happens is people buy these things, not recognizing that a, they might very well outlive you yeah. and B, they're not going to be as friendly as your puppy dog. Yeah. And so then they and release give them. puppies all the time, too, when they get, like, big, you know? Yeah, and this, and you just, Ugh. I mean, this happens all the time. So anybody who listens to this podcast, go to the nearest pond, like oh. in an urban park, all right? Okay. And look around, and I can almost guarantee them what they're going to see. What they're going to see are red-eared slider turtles. Red-eared slider turtles. Red-eared slider turtles. Little hamburger the, turtles. It is the, it is the, yeah, not slider in that sense. I'm wearing a little in and out hat. Yeah. yeah. It's called a slider because when they're basking on logs, when they get spooked, they slide off the log into the water. Aww. That's where the name comes from. That's adorable. And they're actually, this turtles is the problem, is they are adorable. too, though. I don't want to. Are turtles pointless? To, to own. 
I just want to know. They've got oh. a point on the tip of their tail. Hey. Clearly, they're not. No, that's... So they're, but they're absolutely adorable when they're young. People buy them. Within a few years, they get big. Uh-huh. They can't take care of them anymore. And so they dump them in the nearby pond. And so mm. literally, not just in the U.S., but throughout much of the world, they're introduced to something like 60 countries now entirely because of releases from the pet trade. This happens wow. all the time. And don't turtles live for like... A hundred years? because people buy them and aren't re- ready for the fact that they're going to live 30, 40, Wouldn't 50, 60 years. Wouldn't that be a really funny animal horror film when, like, turtles slowly yeah. stalking people? I like that. I mean, I think yeah. people would go see it. That's all I'm saying. I say. mean, horror, like, Anybody who's turtles? interested in that concept is they, they should look up myelonid turtles. Myelonid? Myelonid turtles are these absolutely amazing uh, land turtles. So they're much more like tortoises. Okay. And... For the longest time, we thought that they died out millions of years ago. Hmm. And then it actually turns out that somewhere in the South Pacific, and I'm I'm forgetting the island that this occurred on, they actually lived up until probably something like two, 3,000 years ago and were actually hunted to extinction by people. And the last remaining myelonid turtle was was relatively small, and it was living on sort of this this uplifted coral island. And um, and was being eaten by the people who were there. Oh, but if no. you look back at the fossil record, these things look much more like um, like ankylosaurus. If you remember, like your dinosaurs from when you were a kid, ankylosaurus, big club-tailed thing. Uh-uh. Anyhow, myelonid turtles kind of look like that. No, I don't know. Wow. Okay. So that would be a great horror movie. It's like myelonid turtles in the modern day chasing down people. Okay. Sweet. Sure. Slowly. So Zach and I will write the dialogue, Dude, and you just send, keep giving we'll us send scary. To David E. Kelly. I'll tweet it one page at a time to David E. Kelly. <laughs> one page. You can tweet a whole page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Um, okay. So I think we talked about where crocs live. I mean, are they worldwide? Yeah. They're. They're. I mean, what, they're. What yeah. They're. Pit, they're like pitbull. I'm trying. <laughs> they're Mr. Worldwide. So they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're what we call like circumtropical, meaning that they're in like tropical parts of the world, but basically all around the globe. So you're getting them in places like Africa. You're getting them in, you know, Southern Asia. You're getting them in India. You're okay. getting them in, in the Americas. So and people have them as pets? Sorry to rewind for a second. Certainly, yeah. And it's, Certainly. Yeah, I mean, they're... There are absolutely there are there are alligators are much more common as pets. Some people also have crocodiles as pets. It's it's not crocodiles common. are the more aggressive ones, right? That's I what I've know. been told. I, just, I wouldn't I wouldn't even use I wouldn't even feel Wait, comfortable. Crocodiles are more aggressive. That's what I'm told. Is this uh, like the pit bull argument where it's like, are they aggressive or not? <laughs> yeah. Are, they safer? I are crocodiles one? safer on my baby or not? Yeah. What should I, I mean, put around my child? Alligators yeah, or crocodiles? crocodiles. <laughs> yeah, I would. I think that those would both be you know bad ideas. I mean, I don't okay. I don't think I would call them aggressive. I mean, you're. It's hmm. like it's like. Calling like a lion or a tiger aggressive, like uh, what are you just doing its thing? Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's just right, doing right. its thing. So, like, what are you unhappy about? Like, you swam in habitat where there are alligators <laughs> or there are crocodiles, yeah, and then you got chomped. It's like, well, yeah. yeah guess what? what? You Your prey. Deal with it. Yeah. Like this is what happens. I can't take a bath with my alligator. He <laughs> <laughs> gets so fine. I just want to wash him. Yeah. I, I guess the only thing you can say is that is that there are some species of crocs like. So there's only so many crocs that get pretty good size, right? And the biggest species of crocs max out at something around 20 feet. Right. So saltwater crocs, for example, can get up to about 20 feet. Nile crocs, close to that. I don't know what I would do if I saw a 20-foot anything. Probably just take a picture on your phone and get out of there. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it'd be, I mean, it's, you know, something that's like 20 feet long and potentially could kill you is really amazing. How fast can it move? In the water, I mean, thing. in the water, they can move, oh, you know, at, at sh- in in short distances <laughs> very quickly, but long distances they're not moving very quickly. Okay. Right, right. So, but She's short bursts in terms of like longer. being able to grasp something yeah. quickly, they're you know that's what it's about. Right, it's about using stealth to sneak up on it and then strike like that wildebeest at the water's edge, and then you just have to propel yourself really quickly, right? You know, and grab that thing and then drag it in, and then all you have to do is drown it. Right, and that's what they're doing. They're just oh, pulling they, them in they and they're drowning roll, them. Right, they grab it and roll. That's usually after that it's already. I think you're no. thinking stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> no, you're, right. you're actually right though. Oh. Is that when? So once it's dead, like for a big thing like that wildebeest, how are you going to tear apart that wildebeest? Well, then what they do is then they roll. Yeah, and mm. that's about like you know you, they don't have cutlery. So right. they've got this big mouth, this big strong mouth. They're going to grab something and they're going to roll and they're just going to twist oh, that tear. leg off of it. Barrel you know, roll. Or tear that head off the rest of the body or whatever. Yeah. Wow. But they mostly do that once it's already 
in the water. Dead. They Got might it. also do it when they grab it, but it, it just varies. Also, mm. you know, for most of these species, you know, you grab the thing. If it's on land, you grab it, you get it back in the water, you drown it. Drown it. Right? And you want to kill there. it as quickly as you can because you don't want it to hurt you. You know, right next mm. to that big, scary mouth or those eyes, you know, you don't want whatever you've grabbed to kick you in the eye. Yeah. And then you're blind for the rest of your life, right? Oh so they've got to think about how do you... How do you knock this thing out as quickly as possible and avoid injury? Speaking of the eyes, um, I saw that there was like a myth going around that crocodiles cry when they're eating, and then they figured out that it was like they 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 do have they do they're coming from their eyes. They, yeah, so happy. sperm and sperm from the eyes. <laughs> no, that they do uh, like excrete tears, but it's just like a natural thing that happens when they eat, that it's not related to any emotional... I've never heard that. It's not... Yeah, there is... It's not emotional eating, like they went through a breakup, and it's like the ice cream wildebeest. Yeah, well, they don't eat that over. often, so some people thought like, oh, I'm finally eating. I'm so happy about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, there's this whole thing about crocodile tears, and yeah, right. they're, they're, and I forget the details of it, but there is actually some functional basis, and has nothing to do necessarily with eating. Okay, great. Crocodile um, tears, though. Band name. Good band name. Yeah, yeah I'll write that down. I end crocodile barrel roll. Yeah, a little long. <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't have the same that ring like to a it. Crocodile death roll would probably be. Oh, and now we're talking. See, he's got the ideas. He does. We just have to execute. We have to make the metal music for yeah, Crocodile Death Roll. Yeah, you don't want me trying to make any music. That's a bad idea. <laughs> All right, we got it. Um, the other one is the the bite. I read they have like the strongest bite uh, of any creature, but then also once it's closed, you can hold it with with two fingers. Right, yeah. that the jaws are like weak. Is that well, true? Well, it's just about the directionality. Right, so so what they want is they want to have massive crushing force. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and for a variety of reasons, one is like you want to be able to grab that prey, mm-hmm. and if it's something big, you want to be able to drag grab it in. That prey. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but they're also there's lots of you know other prey items that are like hard shelled prey items, like turtles, for example. So alligators love to eat turtles. Crocs will eat turtles. Oh yeah, so uh, good. Crabs. <laughs> Some shelled, like like various, you know, shellfish, mm. and they have to crush those. And so you need to have really good bite force to crush those. Okay. But there's no functional reason to have lots of strength for opening those jaws. Uh, right. And so once they're once you once they're sort of closed down, it's yeah, it doesn't take that much force to keep them closed. Okay. I just figured that said, I don't think anybody should, you know. Don't what? be messing around. <laughs> don't be testing any of this. Like, yeah, don't yeah. put your hands close enough. Don't to... try and impress a girl. <gasps> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just thought maybe because, one, like, once an animal is crushed and still alive, they could try to break out. That's the, you know, natural instinct, yeah, probably. Sure. And if it's easy to break out, then, you know. No, they, they basically, the same muscles that allow you to close it quickly, you uh-huh. can use to basically keep it in that same, like, keep it more or less but closed, not right? Because that's again? still, that like, keeping a tight mind. grip yeah. is still about those same sort of muscles in the jaw mm-hmm. cinching that closed, like keeping that closed. Okay. And then, but what they, but what they don't have really, you know, great ability to do is then strongly open that. Cause there's no need. Right? All you have to do is be able to open that, say like in the water. Right. So you're just Which pushing they do, against by the, the way. water. I yeah, saw yeah. that also that they like sleep with their mouths open <gasps> and that they have like a specific thing in their mouth that, but I don't know that like opens it underwater, which is uncommon. Is that true? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Well, do they sleep <laughs> like that? Is that? Do, do you know about that? Open? I sleep with my I, mouth open. I don't. I don't know. I don't think they sleep with their mouth open. I mean, they're oh, not okay. right. They're not gilled. They're not. I mean, oh. their air is coming from up above, so they can certainly mm. have their mouth open in the water. Okay. Because you can. They can close off. So maybe what you're thinking about is that they can close off the top of the esophagus and the trachea. Yes. So they can close off. Anything that where you'd be worried about like water getting down into like your lungs, for or, like, example, like down the wrong pipe. Yeah, right. down the, so I've they never can close seen a crocodile cough after yeah. drinking. Well, something. That's why they so. have this like special <laughs> yeah. thing. So I they guess. can close it off. Happens to me all the time. And so yeah. it wouldn't matter if their mouth was open <laughs> underwater because you can just close off your your trachea and your esophagus, and you're not going to get More water down humans. into your system. Well, than me at least. Um, <laughs> they mentioned that the crocs don't see well underwater. Is that accurate? In a lake, nobody does. <laughs> I mean, they you ever live open there. your eyes in a lake? No, I have not. <gasps> it's horrifying. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. So maybe, like, you should, like, before you watch the movie, like, go swim in a lake, open your eyes, right, and then watch the movie. I just yeah. assume if I'm spending most of my time in a lake, I would hope your that eyes I are, can like, see. Used to it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, but think about. I mean, there's two things to seeing, right? There's like how good your actual visual system is, mm-hmm. and then there's what you're having to see through. Sure. So this is like saying, you know, we humans don't see very well at night. Well, yeah, because it's dark, <laughs> right? Like there's not a lot of light there. So same right. thing. If you're in a murky uh, 
pond or lake somewhere, there's not that much light. And even if there is a lot of light, you know, because all that light is, you know, it's not getting through all that that murk. It goes like six inches, and then it quickly goes dark green to like. And then you can't. Brown see, and then black. you can't see the crocodiles. It. It, and when you're under, it look, it feels like a dead body is about to pop into vision at any, <laughs> any moment. moment. That is what it's like. That's a good philosophy before watching this movie. Oh my yeah. god! So yeah. if you're in a lake and there is a crocodile approaching you, your friend tells you, you know, hey. There's a croc. I see a croc coming at you. Is that the move to like dive down? Because that's not what I would think to do. Where I would, less I would think that if you're in an area where there's crocodiles, your mm. first mistake was probably getting in the water. Right. So, uh. so step one, don't go in places step where one, like crocs are in good move. numbers. Would it be more painful to be eaten by a crocodile or a shark? <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> Man, that's tough. Really stumped. I th- <laughs> Wait, doesn't one have two rows of teeth? Oh, sharks can have multiple rows of teeth, yeah. Okay, well, Crocs don't. Crocs somewhere. are going to have one. But um, is it more painful? I mean, I... <laughs> two, right? I think in terms of, like, like you're saying, like, which, like, if it was to kill you, which one's worse? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I yeah mean, I think, I'm dead at the end of this, I hope. <laughs> I think... I hope. Yeah. Well, look, because the reality is that for both crocs and sharks, the vast majority of bites do not result in death. Uh, right? The vast majority of bites result in injuries. Result in a but, lifetime of trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although Oliver Platt got bit there at the end. He was fine. Yeah, he's uh, got a little uh, nibble. Yeah, yeah, a little nibble. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think for both of them, I mean, I actually think that with the shark, their teeth, for most shark species, their teeth are really sharp. Mm-hmm. And so if it was a massive bite, you would die very quickly as a result of blood loss. Uh, and that's probably... So better. That's probably less... Pain and you're in the ocean, and it's salt quick. going into your yeah, wounds, the salt's right? probably, but that's probably the least of your worries at that point in really? time. I think your brain is going to be overloaded <laughs> with nerves being really unhappy, and that's the least of the, the nerves fair. going right, off. right. And then I think with a, something like a croc, there, there's going to be so much crushing force and damage, and then if they they are going to drag and possibly roll. And so something like a limb being severed off, Stop drag and roll. you're probably going to be aware of much of that. So I think that's probably more painful. The alligator, emotionally. Uh, having, having a crocodile, yeah. Croc. Having a croc get you is probably worse. But I think in either case, you know, it's a, it's a, it's not a good day for you. I shouldn't have asked that. That whole answer upset me the whole You've time. You've done this a few times, actually, where you <laughs> ask a question, and then immediately when he starts answering you, you regret it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but here's the thing to think about, right, is the number of people killed by sharks is yeah. tiny. Like, it's a really Compared small number. Crocodiles? Something. Oh, it's only a few individuals per year that are actually killed by sharks. Mm. And crocs, but like, on the way in the U.S., the... it's incredibly rare for someone Lake. to die. And in the U.S., it's if it's alligators that's the concern here. Uh-huh. And it's still oh. quite rare for somebody Wait, do you know which is be... killed more? Crocodilians or oh, sharkadillions? On... <laughs> uh, Definitely not what it's called. I don't know. And I it'd actually be really hard to get some of the data on that because some of the places where you're most worried about people dying as a result of, like, crocs, so, like, saltwater mm. or Nile croc, Attacks. The reporting is going to be pretty poor. Mm. So, like isolated places in say northern Australia, where say there's like Aboriginal populations, those reports they don't talk might about it. those reports might not get back. And in in isolated areas in Africa, it may not make it into like the mainstream literature. Right. It's being Got reported it. as a. And the other thing is, you oftentimes don't know, right? Like, you know, you're in a village. Somebody went out to and wash their clothes and they never came back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you know, what did it? You know. And so that's where these stories all come from, right? You don't know. Maybe they're just like. You know, my girlfriend lives in the next village over. I'm out of here. Yeah. Or maybe they got taken out by a python, or maybe they got taken out by a croc, or maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we're, know, now maybe, we're we're saying missing persons may have also been <laughs> killed by sharks. You don't know, right? I mean, in, that's the situation in these sort of village settings. Is it? You sure. may not know, is right? It nature or Beth. Yeah, like the girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna, yeah, his girlfriend. Or was it the big lights of New York City? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to leave. Um, okay, there's uh, a line where he says that like primitive cultures uh, deified crocs, oh, that yeah. they worship them more than Jesus. Uh, is there validity to that? Oh, that yeah, certainly. Okay, I didn't know about. Oh, this. easily, yeah. I mean, Jesus has only been. You know, in people's minds for the last couple thousand years. Jesus is a rookie. And then, yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, relatively new to the scene. Like, let's, let's, yeah. Realistically, like, if you just think about the length of sort of, you know, human history, mm-hmm. Jesus is a recent arrival. It's like yeah. Ariana you know, Grande versus years. Mariah Carey. Right. 
Mariah Carey's is the croc, the first croc. <laughs> yeah, Lot in common with a croc. And so uh, <laughs> wrong crowd for an Ariana. Yeah, and so joke, so <laughs> lots of cultures. Well, you don't know who's listening to this. <laughs> so yeah, lots of cultures globally, right, are going to be. I mean, this is a major predator. Mm-hmm. Human cultures tend to be associated with water, right? Because sure. you you need access to water. Absolutely. So this is something that you're going to get exposed to. In places like Africa and places like South America, places, you know, Central America, Asia, okay. et cetera. So it's not at all uncommon for many of these cultures to then in in some way or another recognize the existence of this major predator as part of their own, you know, religious or other aspects of their society. Totally standard. I mean, go look at, a, okay. you know, the Getty right now, you know, has a whole exhibit on Egypt. Um, the California Science Center does as well. I mean, go to any place that's got um, an exhibit on Egypt, and you don't have to go through too many pieces in an exhibit on Egypt before you come across a croc. Wow. And those what are about Nile alligators? Crocs. Well, those will be Nile crocs. So alligators, um, it's certainly like if you look at like uh, Native American cultures here in North America, so you look at like the Seminole Indians, for example, and absolutely, there's a lot of respect and a lot of interest in, in alligators mm-hmm. there because mm-hmm. that's a group that's certainly – you know, overlapping with their territory. And they said that Jesus is not important to them? Uh, you know, Jesus was a late, a very late arrival there, you know? <laughs> All right. Uh, I just wanted to say that sentence, I guess. Sounded funny in my head. Um, he's attracted, I'm saying he because they called him a he in the movie. He's attracted to the sounds of baby crocs. Oh, yeah, in peril, right? Yes. Yeah. Or like, hatchlings. So, right, hatchlings, they said. Okay, so two things there. First of all, he probably was a he. Okay. So we see in... You saw... We uh, see his dick in one of them. We don't. Is there a croc penis? We don't ever see a croc penis. Croc cock. Um, but they get much bigger. The, the sorry. Penis. Let's be clear about what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Male... So in crocodilians, the males are usually bigger than the females. So this is supposed to be this massive, huge croc. Uh-huh. You know, it's way... It's way Zach's done. He's hearing cock croc. every time you say yeah. croc. Add the, add the R. Uh, five letters there. Hard R. Um, so... Uh, the males tend to be much larger than females, uh-huh. and so this is supposed to be this absolutely massive crocodile. Presumably, it's a male. That the one who shows up at the end, who then you know the beam, becomes, the becomes spaghetti sauce. Ooh, another that's, female character. That's probably a female. Ooh. Yeah, with like all of like Brought eight seconds of airtime. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so that's so a they got that part right that like that's it probably is a male. You can call that one a he. Okay. Um, the babies, and then the. Do they respond to the calls? So mm-hmm. whether or not the males would respond to those distress calls is is somewhat debatable. Mm-hmm. It's most commonly observed with the females. So it turns out that, that makes sense. Yeah, crocodilian sure. moms are really dedicated moms. My mom and, is a crocodile. <laughs> and, it's, it's, and, and maybe a really dedicated a real, tough, tough exterior. Tough, yeah, tough, yeah, tough bitch. Uh, but if I'm whining, <laughs> yeah, oh man, yeah. she murders yeah. everyone around. <laughs> she will bite the head off a deputy. <laughs> oh yeah, that is that moment, right? They yeah. pull it up, and I love that too because they he bit clean bite, clean bite, head off. Also in the boat, like yep. the, it was yeah, just yeah. For fun. So just that so just so fun. people know, like the scene here is the deputy sheriff is <laughs> pulling up in a an, aqu- an aquatic speaker mm-hmm. that is broadcasting sounds of me distress sounds yeah. of Zach baby did, crocs. Actually, it's very I, cool. That was my first IMDb. Yeah, credit. he did ADR on that, which is very cool. <laughs> Look it up. And so they pull that up, and then the croc follows that right up to the boat and. Mm-hmm lunges at whatever it sees as a potential threat, and yeah. it happens to be the deputy and takes Deputy's off his head. head. And so the likelihood that a male would show such a dramatic response is not very high, but female crocodilians absolutely will respond to distress calls of their young. Well, that could wow. have been the female at that point. We don't really yeah, see we, it. Oh, so. fair, fair point. We yeah. don't know. Yeah, good point. And it was yeah. a really bad sound effect. I think it was like chomp or crunch. <laughs> Someone like, said chomp. Yeah. <laughs> Chomp. Chomp. <laughs> Chomp. I didn't even hear that part. I was like too busy oh, cheering and laughing. It's good. That was yeah, such yeah. a great scene. Um, okay. He says that they have one natural enemy, which is man. Is that true? Or is there something that kills crocs? Oh, yeah. There's so, I mean, when a croc gets to be a, a big adult croc, there's basically nothing else that can take it out other wow. than wow. like people with guns. Um but when they're smaller, there's huge numbers of things that take them out. Right. Yes. I also have that like 99% of crocs when they're little get killed. Or yeah, eaten. totally. Everything's Aww. eating them. You know, right. even like even with alligators, like here in the U.S., you've got snakes that are taking them out. Whoa. You've got like herons that are definitely herons. taking them out. Oh, yeah. Even Is like things, bird? great blue heron. Yeah. Okay. Scoops them up. Oh, it's just it's nailing them left and right. Yeah. Wow. Like those sea turtles that have to... Th- Crawl to the ocean. Yeah, most of yeah. those die. Right? I mean, that's the thing. Like same thing, right? Sea turtle, big sea turtle. Nothing's eating a big sea turtle no. other, than, other than people. Mm-hmm. But when you're young, 
Not everything's eating you. Wow. You know? And so the same thing for these, for these like small crocs. And then the other thing you have to worry about is, um, especially for like these males is they're, they're territorial and they will defend their territories against, uh, against other males. Mm. And so it's not at all uncommon. Like you go to the Southeastern U S and you start looking at things like alligators. It's not at all uncommon to see like an alligator that's missing a limb. Wow. And same thing crocs all over the place. Is You'll it see really 99%. That's what it says on the, I wish humans had internet. the same survival rate. <laughs> <laughs> you wish 99% of us were not around. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean you'd be a good group. You yeah, think historically, right? I mean, go back 200 years, and the human survival rate was a whole heck of a lot lower than it is now. Totally. Right? Yeah, that's true. And only like 22 years. What a dream. Yeah. I wish I had gone out <laughs> around dream. that age. <laughs> so, so negative. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, it's fun. I see death as a release. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> we can't wait. <laughs> um, so what was the other one? The uh, It says that they their night vision is very good, that they're mostly nocturnal hunters. Is that correct? I didn't know that. Night that's vision true. being that's that doesn't make much sense because well, they're he's wearing night vision goggles. Well, I got this off the internet, oh, so yeah. a lot of this. So I don't. Who knows? I mean, if your if your vision in the day is really poor, then you oh. know, and because it's all murky, I don't see how you're going to suddenly in the same murky water be able to see better at night. Oh, okay. But do they have better vision at night? No, I mean, there's no reason to think that they would. Okay. Um, the okay. only thing that I would say is that. Um, they abs- I mean, certainly they're more active. You see a lot of activity at night. At night. That's, cer- uh, that's certainly the case. And particularly scary. like, yeah. you know, like sort of in many, in many of these species are kind of crepuscular, meaning that like, like deer are crepuscular, meaning that they're active sort of in the dawnish hours and they're active in the dusk hours. Yeah. Wow, so you like got that. like diurnal active during the day, nocturnal active at night. And then if you're sort of active, you know, in the early morning hours, and in the late evening hours, we call that crepuscular. So there's lots of these crocodilians that you see a big period of activity there. And of course that makes sense because when, like Nile croc, for example, or saltwater croc, when are these like big mammals, and even birds and other things, when are they coming into the water? Mm -hmm. Well, they're going to be coming into the water early in the morning or right right around dusk. And so it makes sense to be active then because your best chance of encountering prey item you know, it's that, that exact same time. But yeah, you'll also Grab see some nighttime that. activity. Pray. <laughs> Welcome back. Hope you, you enjoyed the commercial break. It is dusk. <laughs> <laughs> it is dusk, and you know what that means. Um, so yeah, I mean, anything else we want to cover? Do you have any other questions? I had a question about the bear. I don't know if we should even cover it, but he eats a the crocodile eats a bear at one point. That was a great scene, too. Oh, my yeah. God. So I was is... just curious, like, do they actually eat bears? Does that happen? Or mooses? I don't see why it wouldn't be possible for something like an alligator to take out a small bear. Okay. Um, They certainly overlap in their range. Uh, The only thing I don't know is that it was that was a huge bear, very big bear, and yeah. I didn't really get enough of a look at that bear to tell whether it was a grizzly. <laughs> so the first image of the bear is actually, I think, is a real bear, Whoa. and then and then the bear that gets taken, oh, then yeah, it yeah, goes, yeah, then yeah. it switches to CGI. But, right, but the right, first right. bear, like when it stands up and is yeah, like, and it scares yeah. them. Yeah, that that I think was a real bear, and I think, I think it was that a brown was brown bear. Okay, it, if it I was, had it was to... brown in color, but. <laughs> But, but it was also huge. The most polite way to correct so, you. It was brown, technically. Well, but, but brown bear is another <laughs> name for the grizzly bear. Wrong. Oh, so okay, grizzly bear you. is a type of brown bear. Sure. Um, okay. But black bears can also be brown in a variety of other colors. Oh. And so... It's interesting. I, there is nowhere where brown bears and... like Meaning, meaning grizzly bears mm-hmm. and alligators overlap in their range, mm-hmm. at least at this point. And... But they certainly alligators overlap with black bears, and I don't see why like a young black bear or even like a hundred, hundred and fifty pound black bear couldn't be taken out in okay. like you know somewhere in the southeastern U.S. Oh, right. what about how the whole thing is started because they find a tooth in the torso? Is it likely that he lost a tooth yeah. on this squishy human? So, not <laughs> super likely. <laughs> so this happens a lot more with sharks. So okay. sharks mm-hmm. lose like their teeth, teeth and replace yeah. them. That's why they have so many teeth. So it's not at all uncommon that like a shark bites something and it loses a tooth. Mm-hmm. It's okay. not at all uncommon that a snake bites something and loses a tooth. One of your snakes. Uh, uh, none of my snakes have ever bitten me, but I have previously had pet snakes that yeah have nipped me Wait, once you or twice. And own abs- snakes? Yeah, three snakes. Three snakes. Right snakes now. He said. But I've wild. Had yeah. And they're it's all over man. twenty years old. I've had them for a long time. What if he's old like, snakes Can I here, and he pulled it out. <laughs> yeah, like, Get the hell out <laughs> yeah, of here! Yeah, I would. They're all the super friendly. <laughs> yeah. They're not venomous. They're okay, all but so friendly. not very likely. But that it's a not very likely that. Would a lose croc a a, or any you know a crocodilian of any type would necessarily lose. It's not particularly likely. It can okay. happen. They do lose teeth over time, but got it. So like a really old croc is like has very few teeth. 
Got it. Okay. Um, anything you guys would like to plug? Would you like people to come visit the Natural History Museum? Yeah, I mean, and if people are not here in the L.A. area, go visit your local Natural History Museum. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're here in the L.A. area, absolutely, come visit. Uh, we actually have several museums in the area. So the Natural History Museum, um, and then part of that Natural History Museum group, and I should say the Natural History Museum is in Exposition Park, right across the street from USC. Um, and then we have the La Brea Tar Pits and Museum, oh, yeah. um, which is another fantastic museum and is really one of the world's best Ice Age fossil sites. And so if you like live here in L.A. and you haven't been there, you need to check it out. It's amazing. Um, we also get lots of international visitors coming to both of those places. Great. And there's actually a smaller museum, which is like a Western history museum that's up in Newhall. Mm. Um, and that's called the Hart Museum. And so for people who are here in L.A., check it out. It's actually some really interesting uh, – early like western and silent film history wow okay zach you've been to cool. those places you've uh, been to the yeah like all the time i just came from them are you not? i just came from newhall <laughs> i don't believe you <laughs> <laughs> no i actually don't i feel like newhall seen like i did a mic there or something like okay, i, I okay. like i but how far away is newhall uh you know without traffic it's like a 40 minute drive it's okay. just santa clarita with traffic there. it's about a week okay well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um with traffic you'll die of dehydration but i've been to the tar pits oh okay great yeah, yeah, yeah i've been yeah. in the tar pits too and i loved it yeah yeah i thought that was awesome okay yeah. you have something shows? um i'm opening for sofia nino de rivera she's a huge mexican comedian i'm opening for her u.s tour oh. in november and uh october november great dates all over the u.s um, New York, Chicago, San Francisco, L.A. Awesome. Um, so just look up Sofia Nino de Rivera. Well, where can people find you? Oh, uh, Zach Noe Towers everywhere. Z-A-C-H-N-O-E-T-O-W-E-R-S. Instagram, Twitter, dot com. Instagram, Twitter, dot com. So go to Instagram, Twitter, dot com. com. And One word. search. <laughs> Zach Noe Towers. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. I had a great time. This flew by for me. Yeah. And uh, And I guess we'll just do five more of these for each of the Lake Placid <gasps> Uh, I sequels. think we should skip right to Legacy. Yeah, the latest one, <laughs> which looks is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally saw two minutes of that. Uh, That's right. And you're like, can't be this. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, sent Greg the this. wrong and link for a genre I love. Uh, that, rough. That, that did. That was a that was a rough two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. guys. If you haven't seen any of them, just watch the 1999 yep. uh, classic. Mm -hmm. Betty White, you can't go wrong. Betty White. Yeah. Betty uh, White's right. Lake Placid. <laughs> Betty White's Lake Placid. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you next time. Bye. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our associate producer is Megan Bates. And the executive Lake Pladucer is Brett Kushner. I want to thank Kim and Aaliyah for helping me on the intro. I know it was a lot to ask for them to go on that boat, but I think it paid off. Definitely check out our Instagram at Bad Science Show and send us an email at badscienceatseeker.com. That's badscienceatseeker.com. Give us some movie recommendations or just general thoughts on the show, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.